Hi, Jen. How are you doing? Hi, Victoria. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. It's so weird speaking to you because, you know, like you said on your Instagram, we've been chatting back and forth since March, since we kind of both started at the same time, uh, but we've never met in person. I know, totally. I feel like you're like a long-term friend. <laughs> it's true. Jen has even sent me an espresso martini in the post, guys, and we've still not met her in person. What the hell? Was, well, you actually designed my logo for me, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, how funny. <laughs> we kind of owe each other, you know. I think we do, yeah. The joys of social media. Yeah. But it's great to actually speak to you in person because we have had so much chat on here anyway. I know, totally. And I'm sure this podcast could probably go on for like four hours, but we'll we'll try and refrain ourselves. <laughs> we'll keep, keep that it for like a different video call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Chris with Martinis with Jen and Vix, maybe that one yeah. Cool. yeah, people yeah. might want to join that because I'm sure that the chat will be great after a few martinis. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, but I'd probably fall asleep after too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, mum life. <laughs> totally. Um, right, so just for the audience, everybody, um, you might be following Jen on Moon Mama Vintage. She obviously sells vintage clothing, but specialises in selling it for breastfeeding and pregnant mums. So Jen, I'd love to give you, if you could give us a little bit more background about Moon Mama and yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm Jen and I've got a wee boy who is two and a half and I live up near Inverness in the Highlands of Scotland. Um, prior to starting Moon Mama, I was a stay-at-home mum. Um, I'm actually a primary school teacher and I took a career break so I could, I did my maternity first and then took a career break to stay at home with Arthur. Um, and before that, I've had lots of different retail jobs um, in the sports footwear sector and um, in running shops and whatnot. Um, and even before that, I studied as a footwear designer at De Montfort Union Leicester. So I've always kind of been fashion orientated before I was a, a primary teacher. That's epic. I actually did a degree in international fashion marketing. Ooh. So yeah, we connection there. Love the fashion world. Although I worked out that I love it from that degree. I really love it as a hobby more than a profession. Um, I, was, I was the same with like the footwear thing. Like, yeah. Oh man, sorry, I'm gonna have to go and turn the, the charger's not working. <laughs> oh, is it not? My phone is being a real nightmare today. I'm just gonna very quickly sort this charger. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's fine. You're all good. We all good? Yeah, all good. That's it, fine. It just don't, it's not connecting very well. Um, like you say, hashtag yeah. life. This is how it goes. No, like real life, you know, phones are always dying when you need them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I did footwear design thinking I'd absolutely love that, you know, but shoes are a hobby, like, and yeah. I didn't enjoy working in the industry. So um, there you go. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. So what inspired you to start Moon Mama then? Um, well, I've always loved vintage clothing and my husband and I are really into kind of sustainability and stuff as well. And it's been like a long standing dream of mine to own a vintage shop, like for years, I thought oh, it'd be so lovely. There isn't one up in Inverness and um, I've always thought it'd be really nice to, to open one. Um, and then after having Arthur, I think I kind of lost myself a little bit in motherhood, you know, you get like caught up in how to dress comfy for your busy day with a baby and how do I get access to my boobs for breastfeeding? So I kind of just, you know, felt that I'd lost myself a wee bit and then started thinking probably after about a year I'd love to get back into sort of my my old clothes but none of them were breastfeeding friendly mm. so there's like a third of my wardrobe that just sits there and doesn't get worn so I just started chatting with a friend one day and saying do you think it would be a thing to source vintage clothes and be able to adapt them for breastfeeding and it kind of just was an idea I planted a little seed that day 
with my pal over a cup of tea and then I just very slowly kind of started looking for things and doing a little bit of market research and then at the beginning of this year just thought what have I got to lose you know I may as well try um, it it'll either work or it doesn't and I just went for it in March um, so yeah it was a bit of a you know jump in the deep end let's just see what happens but it's from a very personal desire to find my own style again and also there must be other mums out there who love vintage and and have a style that doesn't fit with the clothes that are already on offer um totally. so i figured if i was finding it difficult to feel like myself in motherhood there's bound to be thousands of other mums feeling the same i think we can all relate to that i think it's such an interesting concept you know how you lose yourself in motherhood i mean i feel exactly the same you lose yourself in so many ways but you're right you're, you know your visual identity is so important to you as a person yeah. um that that's something that it just it just does disappear because practicality becomes the you know the main the main thing that you have to think of but i mean i just ended up wearing black wearing mostly leggings or joggers or yeah. just jeans that were and all my clothes were really cheap because i knew i didn't want to you know keep wearing them after that period of my life it's horrible actually it's a proper yeah. right okay. and it's kind of a shame like because you're like I don't want to invest in myself right now because it's going yeah. to be a short period in my life and you just kind of get sucked into buying cheap clothes because they're going to get sicked all over and whatever but like you just end up I just felt a bit bleh <laughs> like okay. you know and you never have a chance to really think about yourself you're, you're so consumed by this new little thing that you're solely responsible for and you know like honestly I haven't plucked my eyebrows in more than a year <laughs> and I'm like embracing <laughs> embracing the mega brow but I'm glad I have a fringe you just don't have the same time mm. um and I just thought like it shouldn't be that difficult so there should be an option that isn't too expensive that you can find easily that doesn't mean mums are having to hunt for vintage and then find something that's breastfeeding friendly and you know there should be an offering out there so I just thought I'm gonna do it <laughs> I think that's awesome and I think there's definitely like you say a space in the market for it um for sure for pregnancy and for breastfeeding um I love the way that you adjust the clothes really to make them breastfeeding friendly what kind of things do you do to them so that's kind of still a bit of an organic process at the moment because I've got an, a really amazing seamstress um in the village that I live in and I went and approached her about it and she was really up for being involved <clears throat> so we did a few kind of sample pieces um, where we were putting invisible slips like under the arms here um, so that you could just kind of turn the dress around and get into it um, and it works really well for some mums if they're maybe a slightly more petite in the boobage area um, yeah. but then anybody that's slightly fuller was finding it more difficult you know kind of pull it around so that's still kind of I'm still learning and going with feedback from people and um, I've had some lovely collaborations with people and they've kind of fed back to me how they found it for breastfeeding and stuff. So it's difficult because it has to work from garment to garment as well, because I'm not just buying, you know, like a size run of the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everything's different and the construction on everything is different. So I have to take the things I think will work to my seamstress. She'll have a look and we'll talk together about how it could work and stuff. So I'm trying to think of other ways that it would work, maybe with poppers and sourcing specific things with maybe empire lines that you can lift up from and things. So um, that's still a part of the business that I am determined will become ingrained in Moon Mama because to me, like such a personal thing, just being able to dress like myself while I'm breastfeeding because yeah. my whole personality isn't breastfeeding my baby. You know, like I want to feel like me while I'm doing it, particularly because I'm still doing it two and a half years later. I thought that would be long gone by now. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, that's still kind of growing as Moon Mama grows. Um, okay. 
So yeah. in case, do you look at sourcing things that are easy access, like shirts and yeah, I mean, I, when I'm hunting, I try, I literally look for anything that I like, basically, because obviously if I only look for specific things, it really limits mm. kind of the options that I have. And living in the Highlands, there's not a huge kind of range of places that I can source from. So I literally look for things that have like crossovers, zips, buttons, um, dresses that have like shirring on the top, you know, kind of elasticated ruching and they pull down really easily. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm always just looking for anything that you could breastfeed in. And then if I see something that I think is incredible, but it doesn't have access, I'm kind of looking at where the seams are and, mm. you know, could I get my, my seamstress to somehow work something in there? Um, so yeah, I mean, I source anything really that I think is great um, and then try and think around how it will work. Um, I guess any tips for, you know, vintage lovers that our, our mums are pregnant on trying to source items? Um, so yeah, just, I mean, charity shops nowadays, I think are a bit daunting for people because they're full and they're generally really full of a lot of high street clothes. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I go into Inverness now and have a look, I just can't get over how many like supermarket brands are there. So the vintage is really hidden and you've got to be prepared to hunt. If you want, if you want to do thrifting rather than buying directly from a vintage shop, you've got to have the time and the will to really hunt um, because it's hard finding you know really good stuff um but yeah charity shops um antique shops car boot sales and um, if you live in a bigger city than i do you know there's vintage wholesalers and but they obviously do bulk kind of um selling um i do a lot of ebay depop etsy um for me where i am we're quite remote so the online sourcing is kind of what i do um and it's just kind of having a hunt and then figuring out what you like and then you know it's easier to find what you want when you know like what you're looking for yeah absolutely I think I told you before that my first ever business was a vintage clothing business that I started yeah, yeah. It was 2010 me and my best friend at the time started one called Maycat Vintage it was both of our middle names and oh, we used to fly to America and wow. go to the Goodwill clothing stores oh, there amazing I'm yeah. so jealous yeah because I'd lived in Chicago for a couple of years so I knew that I knew it landscape well there so we'd fly over there, we'd um, shop, fill our suitcases with as much like vintage as we could. Uh, we'd fly back and then sell it at vintage fairs or on an eBay shop. Uh, and it was a great lifestyle business in terms of it paid for the holiday to Chicago and uh, <laughs> the flights and the hotels and all the fun. We didn't make any actual money from it, <laughs> but uh, it was a great experience. But I guess my point is in America, I mean, the market's so different. You know, it's such a broad and large country and there was always so many amazing vintage finds but here it definitely is more challenging yeah I mean I'd love obviously I started in lockdown as well so everything's really been done online and then when lockdown ended I've been able to go to a few charity or, or antique shops up here but there's not many so I'd absolutely love to get to London or even just Edinburgh or Glasgow um, but they're still four hours away from where I am so um, and I don't really want to travel at the moment so it's definitely making it more challenging and it's far more expensive the way that I'm sourcing. So, it, you know, I feel like I'm it, the sort of chance to grow is a lot slower at the moment because of the way I have to source things. Um, but yeah, if I could get to America, because there's some labels that I've heard, you know, in the vintage world that I've looked for and they're only in America. And there's there's some that I think would just be perfect for Moon Mama. They just fit the whole aesthetic. Um, yeah. So one day I'll get there or I just need to find an American customer slash friend to do some hunting for me. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I could I could take that job on. I think I'd be flying over there. <laughs> it doesn't think too shoddy. <laughs> and what do you think, then? I mean, it's so interesting at the moment. It's like secondhand September, which is a great movement yeah, in terms of you know trying to promote the the resale of secondhand clothing and trying to rethink how you're living. Um, what do you think about the secondhand market and how it's growing? I think it's amazing. Um, I mean, even from when I've I'm still so, still so new to this, you know, I've learned so much from all the other vintage traders, and I feel like I've kind of come into it at a time when possibly because of covid and people being in lockdown that people are shopping differently mm. um so maybe a bit more online and also thinking a bit more sustainably um so i think 2020 has been an exciting as well, much as it's been an awful year it's been an exciting year uh, for sustainable fashion um and second hand september is brilliant because i think everyone's talking about it like my mum came around the other day and she was like oh i've heard it's this thing that oxfam are doing so me and mum and dad had a huge chat about it all um, and my dad was like delighted he'd found a shirt in a charity shop that was brand new. You know, this was like an epiphany to dad because um, he'd always just go to Marks and Spencer's or whatever. Um, so it's kind of, I think, being promoted in a hashtag uh, like that by Oxfam has kind of opened it up to a much broader audience and people are talking about it a bit more. Um, and yeah, I think social media platforms like Instagram have just been used so well in lockdown. And like even David Attenborough is now on Instagram. I saw that going around yesterday. Like, you know, people are talking about the world and how we need to look after it and what a shit show it all is this year. So, um, yeah, I think it's been a really exciting year for sustainable fashion. Long may yeah. it continue. It really has, actually. I got an email from Nike yesterday as well saying they're introducing like recycled leather to their shoes. Wow. Um, sustainable canvas and stuff like that so it seems like even the big brands are definitely taking notice of I think there's a lot of pressure on the big brands you know there was the whole like pay up for the garment workers during lockdown and um, I think some of the practices of larger high street chains that potentially in the past weren't really known about just with the kind of very open world that we have with social media now there's kind of no getting away from it and people will catch on to this and create a hashtag and hound you about it now. So there's mm -hmm. definitely got to be a much greater transparency from these big brands now. So that's only a good thing, I think. For sure. And I think having kids, it makes it quite easy to um, to embrace kind of the secondhand fashion movement. I know even if not on purpose, my daughter, like I'm lucky, I guess, that I've got friends and family that have all had girls. Mm -hmm. Literally had to buy hardly anything for her and she's already nearly two like just even the purpose of like reusing clothes that your friends have had for their kids it's simple things like that that you might not think are having such a big impact but actually it stopped me from having to buy two years worth of clothes for my child yeah absolutely and I mean like well I don't buy anything new for Arthur ever because he's so hard on his clothes I mean, yeah. he lives outside and he's a mucky pup <laughs> so it, it would just be a waste of money um so, and it amazes me, I'll get a bag of secondhand clothes, you know, either from friends or from eBay or whatever. And it's in such good condition because it's only, well, until it gets to us. Um, but, you know, it's only been worn for a short period of time. And clothes have a greater lifespan than I think we give them credit for. And, you know, we need to wear our clothes more and um, love them a bit more. For sure, yeah. And I think brands like that I'm becoming more familiar with, like Patagonia, do you know the Patagonia brand? Yeah. yeah. They design clothes for life and you know if you have a, a problem with your jacket during its lifetime they'll fix it and give it back to you you That's know it's, yeah it's incredible that you know there are so many brands that do have that real sustainable issue at their heart which is nice yeah and, and i mean 
when after I did my um, degree and then met my husband, he got really into shoes, like just because of meeting me, we used to talk about shoes all the time. And, you know, he would just buy high street stuff and then started kind of investing. So, you know, he'd spend £300 on a pair of leather shoes from like Grentson's or Lokes or one of yeah. these companies. Um, but they, they'll take them back and resell them for you. So, if, yes, you've spent a lot of money on them, like more than he would have dreamt to spend on shoes. But then they offer that service. Um, I mean, obviously you have to pay a little bit, but it's not that much. And we sold the whole shoe and it comes back again in a box, like brand new pair of shoes again. So they'll last forever. Yeah. Um, and I think society's just kind of lost that. Like obviously in days gone by when there was a shoemaker and a dressmaker, you would have cared for your things and taken them back for repairs and stuff. And I think it's just something that we've lost in society. You know, I've got holes in my socks, chuck them out, buy a new pair. Whereas like, yeah. you know, people used to darn their socks. So, um, yeah, I think it's really good that there are brands that still offer services like that and hopefully it'll encourage people to love things forever. Definitely, I agree. Um, so I guess getting back to vintage then, what's your favourite kind of vintage style? Oh, well, goodness. I don't really, to be honest, I don't have one. Like, I'll just see something and I'll love it. So it could be 1970s maxis, kind of 1960s twiggy style. Um, I don't really buy anything earlier than the 60s. Um, I, I love... 50 style on other people but it's not really my style and it's you know I obviously buy things from me mama that are my own style because you're not going to buy something that you don't love so I'm sort of kind of 60s upwards um I love 80s crazy big power shoulders and jewels and gems like there's just so something different from every decade um yeah. and I'll love or hate things from all those decades you know so there's not really one specific I think I've got an eclectic mix <laughs> you'd say um yeah, I just love it all. <laughs> Great. I think uh, for me, I love, I just, I used to wear so much vintage and I've not uh, shot vintage in a long time. This is the last vintage thing I bought actually, which was last year. When it's I was lovely. In... I was admiring it when we came yeah. on. Nice little bit of um, velvety, embellished look of shiny. For a Friday afternoon. Yeah. But for me, I just love if I'm shopping vintage, it's all about the sequins, the embellishment, or the animal print. That's like. Yeah, you love your sequins, don't you? Yeah. That's my three key pointers if I'm looking for vintage clothes always. <laughs> it's funny because, like, I think it's sometimes difficult to know your own style. Like, I think forever, I've always been into fashion and I've always been trying to find my style. Um, and it wasn't actually until becoming a mum that after a wee while you just stop caring what anyone thinks because you yeah. know everyone's got an opinion on the way you parent and then you kind of have to grow a thick skin so you kind of give up caring and then I think for me that's been a really good thing personally in terms of my style as well because I always used to be a bit of a worrier like oh is this too much or like can I kind of wear this whereas now I'm just like eh, I like it whatever um same yeah and I was always I always thought I was confident in what I wore um but I always had like a voice at the back of my head being like you know questioning what I was wearing and how other people would think yeah. but becoming a mum I definitely couldn't care less what people think about what I'm wearing yeah. um but I have less money to buy what I want so it's like a double-edged sword yeah, totally yeah there's I've got you know what is um, the quote that I like you know you might let my style is oh, I'm gonna forget it and but you might like my style but my style is not my actual style <laughs> no, so what I'm wearing looks good but it's not actually what I want to wear yeah because you, you do get caught up with like following trends kind of thing yeah um, and I'm so grateful for kind of making into the vintage folds because 
there's so many lovely sellers and they've all got their own unique styles and they're all really confident so as somebody that was kind of in the trenches of motherhood feeling a bit like mm, just watching how enthusiastic they are and how passionate they are about vintage and about just having fun with fashion it's really kind of rubbed off on me and I just kind of I really feel now sort of six months into the business that I'm like I'm gonna wear it and I mean I live in a very small fishing village so I've been getting a few odd looks on certain days when I've worn something a bit more out there um but I'm having so much fun with it and that's what it should be about I think I always think if my husband says looks at me and says what are you wearing then that's a good thing that's the way I always <laughs> that's totally my rule as well like husband hater outfit yes yes winning winning at life when that happens totally man repeller that's what, <laughs> that's what my style is husband repeller <laughs> love it oh, funny. Um, so I guess it'd be great to know where you like you're planning to take the brand and what your hopes are for Moon Mama um so I mean at the moment I'm just kind of going day to day um and I just sell on Instagram currently but I would love maybe within the next year to sort of set up a website um when Arthur's old enough to go to nursery um I'm due to go back to my teaching job but one of the reasons I started this was I don't want to go back to full-time teaching because my husband's also a teacher and the hours that we were putting in before Arthur I just thought that's not going to work around our family lives and I don't want that so I'd love if when he maybe starts nursery that I could get a couple more days on Moon Mama possibly do a couple of supply teaching days as well I don't know I'd like to just do Moon Mama full-time but um obviously we have to think about that um but yeah I'd just like to be able to have a bit more time on it at the moment set up a website have more time um be able to travel a bit further afield for stock um just carry on chatting with like-minded vintage lovers on Instagram and just kind of growing on that platform um as well and I don't know I've never really kind of thought about a kind of future plan for it because I'm just enjoying going with it just now yeah. um but I suppose if it was a real dream, I'd love to have an actual physical space, whether mm -hmm. that be a studio space or a shop. Um, you know, I've said to Ross, that would be kind of be the ultimate goal. Um, but at the moment, you know, we're just with the way the world is at the moment. He was like, but would you really want to have a shop shop? So maybe mm -hmm. just a studio space where people could come for like a look and styling sessions. And I currently work out of the spare room, um, which is great to have that, but it's not very big. Um, and not very much storage so just kind of little expansions <laughs> here and there um and just keep keep going with it i hope that's epic and you're so well considering you only started in march that's just over six months so yeah. it's incredible to see how you've flourished and progressed since then thank you <laughs> it's been yeah. really exciting um i mean when i decided to start in march just before lockdown i was kind of having a panic like oh what have i done i can't really make a business just now but actually lockdown I think for small businesses online was probably a good thing in some ways because there was more people on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you sell um, and it gave me the time because Ross was at home he wasn't working so I had him here to help with childcare so I got a lot of time in the early days to kind of focus on getting started mm -hmm. and then getting in tow with a virtual vintage market um, Georgie and Emily that started that are just amazing it was such a great idea to launch that platform and I was really lucky to become involved with it and I've just had so many lovely customers from there who've then come back as return customers um, which is just lovely like when you get somebody come back again to buy from you it's like the best feeling because you yeah. know that they must have liked what they got the last time and they, they appreciate what you're doing so um, yeah I think it was just fortunate timing um, and 
hopefully if I get more time on it, you know, <laughs> I can keep the go keep it going because at the moment it's quite quite challenging. But yeah, of course it's so challenging with a toddler kicking about, <laughs> you know, trying to go. It's business. mental. Yeah, it's completely insane. We are absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> you know, why do we do it to ourselves? <laughs> uh, some days I don't know. Um, what about um, any other cool vintage like brands that you'd recommend people follow online? Oh, there's so many. It's so difficult because there are so many like absolutely amazing ones. And I'll I'll feel like if I mention some and not others that I've done somebody like a massive disservice. Um, so what I'll say is if you go and look at the virtual vintage market page, there are probably 60 to 100 traders on there now, I imagine, because the, every market market there's 30 traders and they sort of rotate it you have to apply each time and there's new traders and they're just incredible um you know they make sure that they're picking people who um are merchandising really well for you putting in the legwork you know really brilliant brands so the best vintage out there if you go and have a look at a virtual vintage market you could just click through all the shops on there and really? there's just some packing shops Awesome. Very I don't want to name any favourites because it doesn't feel fair. <laughs> no, that's fine. Very diplomatic and very informative as well because then we can just pick them all out ourselves. That's brilliant. Um, right, I've got a few questions for you from the Instagram audience, if you don't mind. Can you give us some tips on feeling like yourself and feeling confident in breastfeeding clothes? Um, so something that's easy to feed in, um, you know, there's lots of different styles. Um, and it might take a while to figure out kind of what works for you. So some t-shirts, like having basic t-shirts, I think is a great idea because you can just put a basic t-shirt on that's for feeding with a pair of jeans or nice trousers or skirt or anything. Um, and it's just a t-shirt and you can layer it up with a vintage tank top or like I've got a lot of bed jackets that I've been selling kind of as like a cool vintage cover up, but you can lift it up really easily for feeding. So just getting yourself a really comfy basic feeding tee that's kind of like the start of your outfit and you can build an outfit around that and some people like zips here some people prefer the flap up and down um i've got t-shirts from chic and discreet which is an amazing little um breastfeeding brand if you've not seen her stuff before and she's got like amazing like leopard print sections over like a slip down the middle so um and then it works as a cover as well so there are lots of different options out there and it's just about thinking about what would work for you um, and then being comfy in the way you have to get your boob out, I think. And also don't just get sucked into like, oh, there's a breastfeeding dress top, whatever, I'll just buy it because it's for breastfeeding. Like you have to choose a style, a pattern, a color that makes you feel good because confidence comes from feeling good in your own skin. And clothes is a huge part of that. You know, like the way you dress does really impact on your your mood, I think. Like if you're wearing something that you just think, oh, wearing this again, you feel a bit rubbish. So try to really hunt and find something that makes you, when you see it, you know, on the website, you go, oh, and it makes you feel excited because every time you put that on, you're going to feel it yourself and you're going to feel just more confident, I think. Um, so it's that battle between practicality and picking things that aren't just there because they're breastfeeding friendly kind of, hunt have a good look at everything and, and pick something that you love definitely i think even just trying to accessorize with over the like things like you know for me it would sequin so i was breastfeeding i'd wear a breastfeeding friendly t-shirt but i'd wear a sequin jacket over the top you know or totally. an old print hairband or 
you know, something like that. So you're trying to still get elements of your own personality into a practical outfit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think like your accessorising is definitely important because if you have on the basic tee for breastfeeding, but it could be a sequin jacket or a bed jacket or a cool tank top and you've got amazing shoes, you know, like, and I'm a big fan of big earrings and bright lipstick, you know, yeah. even on like the worst of days when you've had no sleep, cup of coffee, hot shower, all you need is mascara and lipstick. Like if you've got no time to do makeup, just mascara, lipstick, like mum bun we all do a mum bun um and a good big pair of statement earrings you know no one's actually looking at the t-shirt you know underneath all that the vision i'm getting from this is pat butcher <laughs> oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> so my style is man repeller slash pat butcher yeah, i'm telling you you're a catch you're definitely a catch oh, Jen. yes <laughs> style icon over here like Totally. Um, okay, and another question here. What is your favourite nursing position? Um, the straddle. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Arthur just, like, sits on my head and, like, is upside down nowadays. It's full-on, like, nursing gymnastics. Um, I think when they're really little, obviously, you've got to kind of, you know, position them and we did, we tried the koala, you know, when you like put them across your knee and then they sit in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of the rugby ball. Um, but the one I kind of just go to is, the, is it the cradle? Just the front one? Can't remember what they're all called. Um, and then as they get bigger, you know, if they're still feeding, then you have no control over what position they're in. <laughs> like they'll be standing on their head, like balancing on one leg. I mean, like Arthur will come into the bathroom while I'm doing a wee and just pull my top down and I'll be sitting there doing a wee and he's drinking milk and I'm like how is this my life yes totally I think yeah yeah once you get to a certain age you've got absolutely no say over feeding positions you just have totally. to embrace but it like, if we are just having a snuggle on the sofa or whatever you know he just kind of lies on my knee and has some so kind of just the the bog standard cradle would be my go-to yeah. I think to answer it properly okay good I think my daughter used to attack and then just keep moving about you know you know, like with her legs, end up one way, another way, watch the TV, not watch the TV. She just never stood, she, well, she still doesn't stay still, you know, <laughs> stay still. So we wouldn't even stay still. And we're in that phase right now where it's a constant battle. Like he'll be feeding on this side, but the hand is over here tuning in the radio. Uh, like, oh, I cannot take this. Ooh. But I think it's just a toddler breastfeeding behavior. Right. Um, and it drives me demented. <laughs> And that does sound pretty brutal to be honest. You know, put like a nipple castle on there or something. So <laughs> I honestly I actually thought about like what could I get to cover it that he can't actually get in. But it's like full on war. Like I'm like this and he's like this, and there's actually like fisticuffs about it. It's ridiculous. Lord. Have you tried a yummy keys necklace or is he too old for that? I don't know if I think he'd be too old now. He ne he's never really I've tried everything like as an alternative. Nope, it's not the real thing. <laughs> Maybe put mittens on him. Yeah, or tape his hands on. Yeah. <laughs> Joking, obviously. Let's move on from that one. <laughs> um, well, yeah, and that's all of our questions, really, I have to say. So um, anything you want to add yourself? Um, I don't think so. Just thanks everybody that's followed Moon Mama so far and anyone that shopped with me. Um, I just love like engaging with everyone. Um, I know that social media sometimes gets a bit of a bad rep, but I found it for starting a business just like such a wonderful place. 
Um, yeah. So if you don't follow me, just come and give me a wee follow. I do lots of stuff about breastfeeding and motherhood as well as vintage clothing. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. I love your Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Um, at moon underscore mama underscore vintage. I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. to get more professional. <laughs> Not at all. Now I'm, I'm, embrace your, I was going to say awkwardness, but it's not awkwardness. Just embrace oh, yourself. I'm, Thoroughly awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and look what I've got. Oh my god, did you hear did you hear about that from um from you? Me <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's shocking. Go and pass me one of yours. <laughs> I was saving, I'm saving this as a treat for after because I was like so nervous coming on. Oh, yeah, you'll enjoy it. So, also, well, I, I had to apologize for my really hoarse voice our whole household is full of the lurgy just now so I sound really croaky um, and I've also been I think I've been blinking loads through that interview because I put makeup on you know to like uh -huh. face on camera and I'm clearly not used to it because my mascara has been totally like irritating my eyes and I've been like oh rubbish well we can't tell so don't worry don't worry <laughs> um well I'm gonna leave you then Jen to enjoy your fabulous orange twirl I'm really Thank sad you. that it's already gone honestly yeah, they're a daily occurrence at the moment, I have to say. Blame uh, blame Danny for that one. Oh, it does smell very nice. It does. It's like cherry chocolate orange, but better. Mm. Right, well, yes, if anyone wants to catch Jen, um, follow her journey with Mama Vintage, you can head over to her Instagram account, and I highly recommend it. You're fun to watch and um, nice and entertaining as well. So thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we'll see you again soon, yeah? Yeah, speak soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.